everyone's welcome to Engagement Express, the podcast series for HR, engagement and internal communication professionals designed to give you tips and tricks on how to increase engagement in your organization. And here we are in season two and episode 31 after a short break and delighted to be back to bring you more information and guidance on how to increase engagement via internal communication strategies. My name's Katis Eche and I'm a global internal communication professional who's worked for many well-known global brands to increase engagement in their organizations. If you're interested in any of the topics that I've gone through during this podcast or you want to work with me further, please feel free to connect with me via LinkedIn at Katis Eche or DM me on LinkedIn using the same platform. I'd love to hear from you. Join me every fortnight to hear more about the things you should be reviewing and doing regularly to increase engagement. For episode 31, I'll be taking a closer look at a subject that's quite close to my heart around cultural sensitivity, the whole idea behind leading and working with multicultural teams. Now, multicultural teams are now more par for the course. If you work in an international company that has a matrix structure, you're likely to work in or alongside multicultural teams. When I talk about multicultural teams, I'm referring to teams that feature employees from different countries and regions. Whilst Europe is considered a region, it's still made up of countries and vastly different approaches to work and life in general. Europe is often represented as a homogenous group, but having led a few European teams, it's surely not the case. In reality, whilst there are countries that have similarities between them, there are also significant differences. France, Italy and Spain share traits in the way they communicate, collaborate and handle power dynamics. There are notable differences though. Throw countries like Germany and the UK into the mix and the concoction becomes even more complex. So how does managing multicultural teams differ from managing teams featuring employees from the same country and cultural background? I've always found the experience to be very similar to managing teams from different parts of the same country. Having worked across even just England, the difference between people who originate from the north of the country, for example, Manchester, and people who come from the south of the country, Luton, for example, is notable. Even the south of the country has variations. London and Luton are 25 miles apart, but very different culturally. Believe it or not, even within London, you get variations in lifestyle and culture from the north, where I live, to the south and the east and west, which is generally more affluent than the rest of the city. Before the days of Zoom and Teams, there were webinar platforms, but they weren't typically used for run-of-the-mill meetings. Teleconference calls for cross-cultural or for regional teams were always fun. Coming from a dual cultural heritage myself, I was used to switching from one culture to the next according to the situation I was facing. So working with a team made up of multiple cultures was, and still is, my area of comfort. I enjoyed building relationships by paying close attention to the team members. 
individual requirements based on their local culture, from translating business updates into various languages, and then going through the process of localization, from gaining trust by listening to their local needs based on differing markets and stakeholders. It was always a journey to discover how my ideas for communicating with the internal audience were understood, bought into, accepted or not, as the case may be. When I was developing internal communication activities for the European region or even more diverse EMEA region, it was tempting to take a blanket approach to the audience that would be sometimes 7,000, 9,000 or even 14,000. Just how much of a difference does culture make? Culture from the organisational perspective and also culture from the individual's geography, what does it mean in terms of behaviour? What does it mean in terms of values? What does it mean in terms of the way we speak and do things? A huge amount, as we all know. What impact does that have on people's ability to be able to understand, internalise, absorb and interpret communication messages? What does it mean for an internal communicator or for someone in the organisation who's responsible for engagement? There are so many aspects to consider when it comes to culture that it can feel really overwhelming. I personally think that taking a pragmatic approach whereby you are willing and receptive to understanding others' cultures and learning from them is a great start. When you take this approach, what you end up with is an opportunity to listen really listen, and for you in turn to be heard. The result, taking this proactive approach to absorbing and understanding the different cultures around you, will impact the way you choose to communicate, the way you write and tell stories, the way you convey messages, and pull together a narrative that speaks to both the macro and micro environments. Even when I attempted to do this, I was always halted in my tracks by the different laws, rules, markets, priorities and products. There are many more areas that I can mention, but you get the gist. One size most certainly does not fit all, regardless of how well sewn the item of clothing is. Be it a video, a blog, an article, an email, taking into consideration the differences across a region or group of countries does not lend itself to a cookie-cutter approach. Cut to the chase. Keep it brief. Expand on your points. Include some detail. Explain the rationale. Not easy to squeeze all of these requirements and more into one communication vehicle. So how do you overcome this challenge without reinventing the wheel several times a week? In one of my previous episodes of Engagement Express, I focused on colleague-generated content. That's content that's created by employees for employees. Providing a few talking points is a good starting point, but then allowing local teams to expand on these points, or indeed contract them in alignment with their local business needs, is a major thing. What was always a challenge was feeding the region's priorities, be it Europe, EMEA, etc., into the local channels. I was often asked what was the relevance for their audience if the organisation culture has not 
caught up with the business requirements to showcase and promote work and projects taking place across regions, then communication will always be a struggle. And there's not so much you can do about this if you're an internal communicator. What you have to do is build relationships with senior stakeholders, with business leads and with functions across the region and in each of the countries to ensure that they understand what your remit is and what your priorities and challenges will be going forward. If they have a basic understanding of what you're trying to achieve from an internal communications perspective, then they can help you along. They're certainly not being combative or trying to restrict your activities, I would guess. It's simply a case of understanding on both sides, collaborating and bringing out the narrative in the best way possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of Engagement Express on communicating across multicultural teams. Join me in two weeks time where I'll be talking to a fellow internal communication and engagement professional about another topic to help you see some great insights to building engagement in your organization. Reach out to me via LinkedIn to have a further discussion about any of the topics that I've mentioned on this podcast, or just hit me up if you'd like to hear more about my services. As well as being an internal communication professional, I'm also a collaboration consultant and I've recently launched a six-step program to build collaboration quickly in your organization. It's called Collaboration Station. It's new and it's ready to go. So if you're interested in understanding more about how collaboration can bring dividends and success to your business, please let me know. Let's have a conversation and take this further. You can contact me via LinkedIn at Katisiche, DM me for further details, or you can email me at Katisiche at wheretolookcoms.co.uk. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. And remember, opportunities to engage are everywhere. You just need to know where to look.